What's up, Marvel fans? Anchor Pete here with my good friend Brian, and I ask him the question, what if? What if I changed our intro? What if I said something random and I didn't talk about Brian's shirt? That shit's not happening tonight. Brian, what do you got on your shirt there tonight? Oh, I think I've worn this one before, but I'll, I'll show it. It's a uh, Galactus They Live consumer yes. shirt. That's and hot. Fun story. Uh, I dropped my son off at school today, and some like fifth graders like, cool shirt. And I, I really thought about this for a while. I'm like, did he just think it was like a zombie Galactus? Or like, did he know? Like, was this kid like really cool? Did he actually know they live? And a Galactus, I mean, obviously he probably knew Galactus, but yes. Or maybe well, he didn't know either. And that would be like, okay, I, I don't know. But I, I really, I thought about it for like a while. I'm like, did that kid, that kid really known both of those things? <laughs> well, how old was he? Well, I mean, this is an elementary school, so he was going to elementary school. So he was, he was a, a fifth grader at best. <laughs> it, huh. He'd have really awesome parents if he knew what they live was. Yeah. And now I'm questioning if I should be showing my son they live. <laughs> oh, why not? Might as well. Already done Cabin in the Woods and Alien versus Predator. <laughs> you half of Cabin in the Woods. I realized I made a mistake with that one. It's all good. Let, let me ask you this. How old were you when you watched They Live? Oh, I was a, um, I was a preteen or teen, something like that. I was like 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. I think I might have seen it like as an adult, not because like my parents weren't letting me see it, but it's just, I didn't get exposed to it at the right age. Like what's yeah. the earliest kind of horror inappropriate movie you, you saw? Like the first horror movie I ever saw was Poltergeist. And I was probably um, like five or six. Holy shit. And it scared yeah. the crap out of me. Like, yeah. And th that along and the, the three, the three major nightmares of my childhood were poltergeist, uh, Michael Jackson's thriller and the robot lady in Superman three. Oh yes, 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 yes. Those That's... were, those were all, those were the, my top three nightmares of childhood. Yep. Yeah. And I, I had, yeah, I would agree with that with it. Definitely with the, uh, robot lady from Superman three. But then there's like large Marge in Pee Wee Herman, but she, that's like pales in comparison to what you were describing. And then um, <laughs> what, what do you call it? Uh, large Marge, then the, the Judge from Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, yep. He's pretty scary, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, mine are kind of lame compared to yours. I, no, I, think I mean Large Marge scared me too, definitely, absolutely. Because like, it, it, it was like that was probably like the first jump scare you ever saw, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And then also the the librarian in Ghostbusters. Oh, well, yeah, Ghostbusters is a lot scarier than like you you remember it is. Yes, like we, we tried showing that to Brandon too, and like he was a little scared of it. And oh, I mean, he was even yes. scared of the. He watched the um, the 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 most recent like the the, the all female Ghostbusters. He was scared yeah. of that too. I mean, um, so the, the, yeah, that, that, that's the visuals are, are kind of scary. Like the CG ghosts, some yeah. of them are kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? You know, we're, I just went to see Venom last night with my mom, and uh, there was the trailer for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah, we, we got to cover that on this channel too. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, and then maybe we could even talk about like because IDW actually has Ghostbusters comics too. Yeah, um, there was a, um, a, a Transformers crossover with the character Ectotron. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that shit eventually. Maybe we should talk about what if while we're. <laughs> Maybe we water banner. <laughs> yes. So um, tonight, Brian and I are going to talk about the last two episodes of What If. Uh, we've kind of had an on and off again schedule for this show, but um, the last episode, episode nine, premiered last night or yesterday. And so um, it's very Ultron focused uh, two episodes, and it features the Watcher a lot more than other episodes. Um, so out of those two, Brian, wh which one did you like better? What if Ultron won, or what if the Watcher broke his oath? It, it's hard because I I, um, I liked a lot of the uh, – I really enjoyed the last episode a lot. But oh, yeah. I, I think I was – one of the most surprising things in this show – excuse me – was the, um, the, like the third wall, the fourth wall breaking of Ultron. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, is it a fourth wall? I mean, maybe it's, I don't even know. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I was really surprised by that, and I really enjoyed that. And I thought that was an interesting twist 
to this whole series here. Uh, we, we've kind of been going back and forth about um, a lot of these episodes felt like they weren't finished. Yeah. Um, and that they needed to either be followed up on. Or we weren't sure if we were going to get full episodes or they were going to wrap it up in one. Um, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm thinking they wrapped it up in one uh, for the most part, but maybe not yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so it's a real toss up for me, but I, I think I, I think I, I, I like the, the finale better um, overall. Okay. Um, I, I think I like the, well, actually I have my list cause I actually ranked them. Um, and I actually have the Ultron episode higher and maybe it's because it, it focuses on Ultron more. And I think that they, they did a good job of building that character up, you know, yeah. in age of Ultron, there's always that joke, right? That cliche joke of like, Oh, it's called Age of Ultron, but it's just a couple of days, right? And Ultron in the comics, you know, he he's a very formidable threat. Um, and so, you know, he just tries to destroy uh, the Earth using uh, Sokovia, but it's kind of lame. You know, you don't really see his full potential, like how scary he can be. And I think that in that episode, what if Ultron won? I mean, he like literally becomes like the size of a galaxy at one point, right? And like eats it with his mouth. Yeah, that, that was actually a pretty cool visual. I mean, just all this stuff with him and the Watcher, like when he first talks to the Watcher, like that's, that's like great stuff. Like some yeah. of the best things in the show that, that they've had. Yeah, it, when you said before, like, is he, is he breaking the fourth wall or what? I think the Watcher breaks the fourth wall because he's talking to us. But yeah. I think Ultron breaks the third wall because he's talking to the Watcher, the, the right? So. Three point yeah. five walls. There's five walls. Wait, three point five. Three and a three half. Point five. <laughs> it's like someone just pops out of here. It's God. I don't know. But anyway, um, that's the third door, Pete. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind. Bullshit. Yeah. Um. So I was gonna ask you. Did you like the voice actor that did Voltron in both episodes? Voltron. Voltron was in this. Oh shit! We're breaking the third, fourth, fifth wall. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I thought he was. I mean, it was, it was Ross Marquand, right? Yes, yes, and I mean, he's a fantastic. Um, uh, what do you even call him? Um, uh, I mean, I know he's an active uh, impressionist. I guess yeah, impressionist. He's a great impressionist. I, I watched. I remember watching some of his videos like before he was even on Walking Dead, and like he nails like everything. And he did a really good James Spader impression, honestly. Right, right, but it, it was interesting, right, because. It was an impression of like James Spader's inflection, but his voice wasn't exactly like it. And it was kind of jarring to see the vision talk with that voice at first. But then it's like, no, there's no Jarvis in there at all. So you shouldn't have that voice. Yeah, no, you shouldn't have that voice. So yeah, and um, I, I liked it. I, I, it was um, unsettling to hear it, honestly. And, yeah. and I, I appreciate it. I thought this was, this was a very, this is a very well done villain. Um, yes, in in the series, I, I I mean, I I mean, I guess that's the end of him. I'm not really sure, but um, I I would definitely be interested in seeing more of of him in some capacity. Yeah, well, I feel like they used him to the best uh, ability in the animation form. Like you know, like uh, with this show in general, this show I was thinking it doesn't really feel like any other kind of MCU movie or show just because it's got the cartoon element to it right like to me it doesn't feel like the characters in the mcu movie could truly cross over into one of these worlds it just feels like it's its own separate thing even though i know they're totally connected right and in that ultron episode especially like when he gets the gauntlet and then he like changes his costume and then he like makes a sort of like a floating like a spaceship or something you know just like instantly it's it's very like anime inspired, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely like a, there's a crazy power scale there. And um, th that was actually one of the detriments I felt in the, the finale is that Ultron could have wiped all those people out in seconds. I mean, even without that, that's they, 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 they rely a little too heavily on that spell, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's like <clears throat> the, Ultron was clearly using the uh the, the gems at a very high capacity 
Um, and I feel like he was held back by plot armor in the yeah. Yeah, very well put. Yeah, because it is, it's almost like Thanos too, right? Like Thanos does some kind of cool things in Infinity War, but he, he kind of.